Today on Pastor JDO3, the podcast, we spend time talking to Demetrius Frazier. He achieved his bachelor's from Virginia Union University and a master's degree from the University of Richmond. Today, we continue our discussion about gender and roles and the role that the scripture plays in providing a structure for our families. What do you think? And now, part four of Up Goes Frazier. Kind of understand, and I believe that there's wisdom that, uh, that comes up the pipe and down the pipe, you know, but if nobody's right. talking, you can't learn. But I do think that uh, every generation is going to have some type of battle, uh, and this one right here is, is definitely going to be a major one. As, as a, a minister or pastor at a church, one of the things that I am very, very aware of uh, is how we as a church, and I'm saying collectively, uh, drop the ball on how we address the homosexuality issue. Uh, right. We went, as opposed to love and discussion, we went hate and counsel. <laughs> and That's right. That's it did right. not go well. <laughs> It no, was a flop. It's a scourge, right? It's, it's got to be eliminated. That's is a we got to get this out, and that's that's never going to be the answer. So I think we have to be mindful of that and how we're actually approaching them, how we're you know talking to them about the issues that we think are important, and I think we can bridge that gap. I I honestly do. I don't. I think they have issues that are valid, uh, and to be judged by how you perceive yourself <laughs> we know that we understand that we had the same thing i went to I went to dupont back back to the early part of the story i was crispy clean i, I had all the good look and clean cut i i didn't have a beard i didn't have any dreads dreadlocks still undervalued and so now they're like okay you want to follow your model your model says all right man's head of the household this is a woman's role and I can't be CEO? No, because you can't be making more money than the man, right? That that stuff is that's, it's dated for them, and they, they want to see a transition to that. I want to ask you a question. I asked this question to some brothers of mine and some, some white and some, some black brothers, and we're in this, this van, and we're talking around. And I, all of them are married. All the men who are in this discussion are married. And I said, what if your wife made more money than you and you have children but she approached you and said hey would you be willing to stay at home not work and take care of the kids to a man every one of whom laughed in my face <laughs> said absolutely not and then I was like well hold on what if the the, 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 the wife is making oodles of money like Beyonce money it's like, nope, I still got to go and work. Like, we're still holding on to this, I gotta, so much so that we're willing to say, no, I can't support my wife. That's, that's the stuff we got to get rid of. And I think that's the stuff they're like, doesn't apply anymore. Yeah, that is a major challenge. I, and what's interesting, if you were to choose either myself or my wife to stay at home full time, I would be the logical choice. Um, you know, uh, especially with keeping house and stuff like that. As the oldest child of four, that's right up my alley. 
You know, I don't have a problem yeah. getting clean. You were doing it. I've been doing it anyway. <laughs> I, I would uh, taking care of kids. I was the oldest sibling of, of four kids. So all of these things are just kind of natural. Uh, so if you were to choose, then I would be the logical choice. But I don't think that because of how I was raised, I don't think that I would feel comfortable doing it. And, and that's, that's part of what you're saying. It's that training that says, hey, you know, my mother and well, I'm gonna say it. You know, the the saying was, "I can't stand a lazy." Right. And so, <laughs> if I were to sit on the couch and and let my wife go out there and just break the mold, make all the money, and I wasn't to contribute yeah. something, yeah, I, see, I would hear my and mom. You just hit it, right? <laughs> so you just hit it. The perception that. Since you're the one that's home, you're lazy. You're you're letting your wife, quote unquote, take care of you. You have daughters in the house. All of us who are parents know the person who takes care of the house is doing the all the work. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna raise my no, hand I, here. I know. People can't see this. Me, I, know. I I would rather go work in corporate world than to be home with four people four little kids who think they're big people it's hard work but you see how that switch we want to thank the woman for being a hard-working homemaker caretaker caregiver for all of that and that's seen as a valuable thing because we see that as her mold her you know that fits but you flip it over now is is johnny doing it oh man lazy bum <laughs> That's it, would, it would be hard to accept that. Now, I have accepted. Now, Q makes more money than I do as a college professor. And that was something. How did that feel right there? How did that feel? Oh, that was cool. Did you feel liberated? Bro. <laughs> look, when, when I met her at, at Union and she said, I want to I wanna get a PhD. Well, right then and there, I knew it was like, this girl going to make more money than me at some point. So yeah. either I'm cool with this or I'm not. You know, and I was cool with it. And I encouraged her to get her master's, her second master's, encouraged her to get her PhD. And, and I knew that that time would come and I was okay with it. But I still have this idea of how things should be structured. Uh, and it's something that I talk to my daughters about and I encourage, but one of the things that I've always uh, done is I went after a smart girl. I, I wanted someone who could think for themselves, who had ideas, who could challenge me, who brought something to the table, uh, and that's what I wanted, and not to have some, you know, Barbie doll that I could then rah, and didn't have any thoughts. Right. And so I encourage my daughters to find a man that they respect, but and, and but I also want them to find a man that respects them as well. And even though he may, right. at some level, have the final say on certain things, that her voice is very much a part of his decision making uh, so even if I quote unquote make a decision like we're buying a car right now so I may end up making that decision finally on what car we get but I spent hours listening to her talking to her trying to figure out what's going to be the best thing for the family and also what's going to make her happy uh, because the last thing I want is a wife that's not happy <laughs> Right, right, no, you don't want that. You don't want nope. that. <laughs> that would be tragic. <laughs> you don't want that, Chuck. 
No, and I think, you know, especially, and, and I, I don't, don't take this as, you know, I am Christian Baptist, so I'm talking like I'm talking to family in the, in the Christian family. But I think one of the things that we continually push uh, in the Christian faith sometimes is that man is the head of the household, women, you know, are second. And they don't use the word second. The scriptures are overused sometimes in the wrong way. Uh, but the man at the head of the household makes the final decision and women should look up to him. But I think we always forget that other part where it says, you know, you're supposed to love your wife the way Christ loved the church. And I always get the practical part and say, well, what did Christ do for the church? Hmm. And I kind of remember there being a crucifixion. Yeah. <laughs> I, Are I, you willing to do and love your... <laughs> right. I tell guys all the time, the hardest role in the house is the husband. You know, he's asked to actually sacrifice more uh, and to do more than his wife, who's the counterpart. He forgives the church over and over again, and his job is to help her to be her best. And that's something else that we miss in the scripture. He says, look, he cleans every spot and every wrinkle and presents her back to himself. So his, his whole objective is to help the church help his, his 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 bride become her very very best and to excel at everything that she does like yep. that's part of what she that's part of what he does and, and i think that uh we we um we mismanage that sometimes uh particularly in our presentation of the scriptures and that has been very damaging and, and i think that that's one of the things we have to do have you been able to get to a space where now you can have some open dialogues with mom and, and, uh, and to talk openly about your maturity in the scripture. I, I would say my mom and uh, and everyone that I've been around has been very open to having the discussion. Um, and I don't know if it's and maybe because I'm coming to the conversation with open ears. Uh, I, I've done. I've been. That's my maturity personally. Is I've been a better and better listener every year. And so I'm willing to hear the other side, the other point, but I'm also willing to say and offer what I think are, are different parts of their interpretation. So my mom is actually really good about, you know, you might be right, that kind of language. Uh, let me look into it, think about it. She's not very rigid in her, her box. And I think she has been really good for me because I'm modeling that behavior with myself, my kids, my wife, and actually people that I work with. Um, and I think we can get better placed there. We can we can move and, and transform communities and organizations if, if we can get better about taking the things that we've learned as kids and question them a little bit. Uh, I remember, speaking of homosexuality, I remember homosexuality being like, that was the worst thing you can be as a man. Not, not jobless. Uh, Robber, murderer. Not, <laughs> you can beat on your wife and yeah. still be not worse than a, you know, yeah. think about all the words that we use. Uh, think about the rap music we listened to back then. It was littered with it. And it was, hey, I know you robbed, killed, steal, sold drugs, beat on your wife, slept with 50 women. At least you're not a, right? And I, and I think, 
questioning some of those things has helped me grow. And I think my mom, she taught me some things, but she, now that I think back on it, she, she posed questions. And she would say, well, you know, man, what'd you think about that? And she would just let me kind of go. And then, she, you know, if I was way off base, of course, she would correct me. But she was, she was teaching me to be a thinker more so than be someone who can regurgitate what she said. So, I, you know, I've learned to appreciate that and try to mimic that for my children. Now, one of the things, we're talking about this homosexuality issue. Uh, I, you know, I listened to the music, grew up in the same you know, type of context and environment. Of course, I'm a preacher's kid. I'm a preacher myself. I'm a pastor myself. Uh, and so I get to Virginia Union and I have this one kind of thought on what it should be like and who and how these people are and blah, blah, blah. And I'm at this Christian school, right? This is a Baptist school. Baptist school. <laughs> so I'm assuming everyone there, Bible thumpers, all, a whole bunch of other PKs. <laughs> but there were a couple of brothers there that one was openly uh, homosexual and then the other one uh, was in and out and we both were in the circle with uh, these guys and I remember uh, we were in the hallway and uh, Putney and one of the guys said something and we all were just like bro why don't you just come out <laughs> like we all friends it's not gonna change anything <laughs> like, it's not gonna change like, anything you still yeah. going to the same parties yeah you still gonna go to the same parties we still boys we all know that your life is right just go ahead and make this out, official uh and, and i remember us having those dialogues because what was great about being in that environment is it wasn't just the book education or the skills that you got in a specific craft. It was this social growth that you experienced. What a great journey it was to be at the mighty, great Virginia Union University. So many lessons learned, so many great friendships formed, so much growth experience. I'd love to hear about your experience in college or in grad school. Tell us what you learned. Tell us what stuck out. Tell us what new thing that you incurred that helped you change your perspective about a specific group of people or a specific subject matter. I love to hear from you. Use the hashtag PastorJDO, the number three podcast, or use the hashtag PastorJDO, the number three.